Tyson. Welcome back to the Hilltops podcast from the Hilltop. I'm Olivia Green, the multimedia editor, with a weekly roundup to keep you up to date with the latest news and campus happenings. Thank you so much for being here. This week, mental health, migrants, and Howard's new housing project. Morgan's Message is a new organization dedicated to eliminating mental health stigmas within the student-athlete community. Taylor Matthews, a sophomore honors sports management major and lacrosse player from Florida, is the founder and president of HU's new chapter, which is one of the few HBCU chapters. Taylor is here with us today to tell me more. Thank you for being here, Taylor. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about your inspiration for founding the Howard chapter of Morgan's Message. So a lot of my inspiration came from my own personal mental health struggles. I knew I was struggling, but I didn't necessarily know how to get help, what was happening. I didn't know if it was physical. I didn't know if it was mental. And I was just really stuck because, you know, athletes are supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be superhumans. We're not supposed to, you know, cry. We're not supposed to show our emotions and stuff like that as well. So I didn't really, I feel like I had nowhere to turn, really. I didn't want other people to feel the way that I felt. And then I especially wanted it here at HBCU because mental health is also very stigmatized in the black community as well as as well as the student-athlete community. Can you talk a little bit more about the pressures uh, that are surrounding athletes when they think about asking for help? So I think a lot of it is, like I said before, that we're supposed to be superhumans, but I also think this is a multifaceted question as well. So I think a lot of it is that, especially for men as well as societal views because men you know they're supposed to be strong they're supposed to be you know strong and mighty and not have feelings and not cry but you know men cry men get sad men have depression men have anxiety men have ptsd why are we putting that pressure that extra pressure on men and we wouldn't put it on women another point is that a lot of players especially me i was kind of scared of talking to my coach about it because I didn't want, you know, a lot of players, you know, they risk, you know, they think they're going to lose playing time or they're going to get treated differently or they don't want their other teammates to find out as well. So I feel like coaches need to do a better job of is, you know, reassuring their students or their, not their students, their athletes, like you can come to me. There's not going to be any, you know, negative repercussions. We just want to help you. Here are some resources to help you. And I think a lot of it, especially since we're at HBCU and, you know, a lot of us are black, it's also because, you know, I'm a black athlete, I can't have anything wrong with me. Like, I already, you know, we already struggle as black people and black women to succeed in general. And a lot of people are like, okay, I've made it. I can't have anything, quote, wrong with me or, you know, it's all going to get taken away. So I think that's a major part of it as well. And not just athletes, but also, you know, people who are trying to like, you know, be a lawyer, be a doctor, you know, a lot of the times they can't have any, you know, mental health history. So what has the response to Morgan's message been like from other Howard athletes um, since you guys started? I was honestly really surprised by the response. We founded it on April 30th of this year. And over the summer, I kind of just focused on the social media aspect of it because we weren't on campus to kind of get people used to, you know, what we are, what we do, get used to seeing the posts and stuff like that as well. And over the summer, I developed a segment called The Lineup. And basically what The Lineup is, 
it's an interview with current or former collegiate student athletes. So like my dad, my dad did it. He played um, basketball at Pitt and I had, you know, other Howard students do it as well. So once I started, you know, reaching out to people on Instagram to, you know, do the lineup, they were like, absolutely. Like, I want to help. And like, to me, I was like, really? Like, you really want to help? And they were like, yeah, of course. I think the really cool part about the lineup is that people can do anonymous or they can be named as well. So I love giving that option to people because some people, you know, they honestly aren't ready to say, you know, I have depression or I'm struggling or I need help, but they still want to tell their story and their story is still valid even if they don't want to, you know, be named. Tell me a little bit more about the organization's goals moving forward this year. What can we expect to see from Morgan's message? So we have a lot a lot of stuff planned. We have over 45 co-ambassadors. So the response has been great. So we definitely have a lot of help. We really want to have a panel in November. And then we're really working with Dr. Daniels and um, Howard Counseling as well. So we can kind of distribute resources better about um, HU counseling and stuff like that because I didn't even know Dr. Daniels existed until spring semester of last year and I feel like a lot of student athletes don't even know who she is or they haven't even been exposed to her. Who is she? (laughs) She's the sports psychologist so I had yeah exactly who is she no one really knew who she was even athletes didn't know who she was so I think that you know getting her face and getting her name out there more so people know that, you know, we have a sports psychologist on campus who deals exactly with what you're dealing with. Like, she understands. So that's a very valuable resource that we definitely haven't taken advantage of because we didn't know it exists. We also have a lot of team events coming up with the um, golf team, lacrosse team, bowling team. We have a lot of collaborative events with, like, Mecca Yoga, Onyx, and they're also collabing with... um, the Howard Sports Medicine Society as well. So we really like to collaborate with other clubs on campus so we can reach as many people as possible. Even though the main focus of our organization is student athletes, we still like to have events for people who are just students as well because, you know, everyone struggles with mental health, not just, you know, student athletes, but our main focus is student athletes. So those are kind of our plans for this year. All right, Taylor, thank you so much for being here and for sharing more. And before I let you go, tell us the best way for people to find you guys and get involved. So the best way to find us is definitely our Instagram, which is morgansmessage.howarduni on Instagram. And then we also have an email, which is humorgansmessage at gmail.com. So on our page, you'll see a lot of the lineup posts, and then you'll see resources and basically posts explaining what you know, anxiety is, what depression is, what PTSD is, and stuff like that as well. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include all of Morgan's message information in the show notes. Thanks again for being here, Taylor. Thank you for having me. Howard University announced the East Towers Development Project on September 20th. The new building will be located next to Howard Plaza Towers on the plot of land that is currently being taken up by the McDonald's parking lot on the corner of Berry Place and Georgia Avenue. 
The mixed residential and retail use building will introduce at least 500 new residential spaces, along with 246 underground parking spaces with luxury amenities for Howard students and community members to use by 2025. This building will not be categorized as a student residence hall, but rather a market-driven development with funds that will contribute to further construction on campus. No information about the price of the project has been disclosed yet, but Darius Osborne reported for The Hilltop that the new complex will be 10 stories tall with 27,000 square feet of retail space. As part of the named Duke District Redevelopment Plan, this new building is looking to upscale local businesses and public-owned properties as well as residential areas, cultural facilities, and transportations. This is according to D.C.'s Office of Planning. To read more about the new building and to hear about what some students think about it, check out the full story on thehilltoponline.com. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser recently announced the creation of the Office of Migrant Services and pledged $10 million to help the city with the arrival of thousands of migrants from Texas and Arizona by their respective governors. Elias Seabrooks reported for The Hilltop that this action comes after Bowser issued a state of emergency and received two denials from the Department of Defense to deploy the National Guard for the district following what she calls a political stunt meant to get the attention of the White House by Republican governors Greg Abbott of Texas and Doug Ducey of Arizona. The governors have bussed over 10,000 people from countries like Colombia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Panama, and Venezuela to D.C., Martha's Vineyard, New York City, and Chicago. Abbott said that this effort has provided much-needed relief to Texas's overwhelmed border communities, but Bowser responded in a statement saying that the governors are lying and just trucking the migrants. Many of the people on these buses are those who have surrendered to immigration officials at the southern border, where after a screening process, they were released on humanitarian parole and issued a date to reappear in immigration court. As many of the migrants arrive with no funds, work, or family, some rely on nonprofits and volunteer groups like Sanctuary DMV and the Migrant Solidarity Mutual Aid Network. Organizations like SAMU First Response have helped facilitate the spending of federal grants like FEMA's Emergency Food and Shelter Program, which the mayor says is nearing almost $2 million. Critics of the bill believe that the office will be taking away resources that should be used to help alleviate D.C.'s issue with their current unhoused residents, which has decreased annually for the last six years, according to the office of the mayor. To read the full story, as always, check it out on thehilltoponline.com. Before I let you go this week, The Hilltop is looking for students who are interested in contributing comics and illustrations to the paper. Check out our Instagram at The Hilltop HU to submit something. To learn more, reach out to me at multimedia at thehilltoponline.com. Now that's all for this week, Bison. Thanks for listening to The Hilltop's podcast, your weekly roundup of everything happening at Howard. Sincerely, The Hilltop. Make sure to check out everything we talked about this week in the show notes below. I hope you all have a wonderful end to this rainy week. Until next Thursday, I'm Olivia Green in truth and service.